Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Subway Sports Talk, you know what it is, it's Friday, that's the Pick Podcast, that's Pete and Pat Pick Podcast, I'm getting better and better at saying that, Pat, I don't even have to say say it five times fast anymore, because I'm, maybe, no, I could not, I could not, Pat Boyle, though, Subway Sports Talk, Picks Podcast, what's up, talk? What's up, baby, we got the cardigan chain combo, it's Friday afternoon, it's time to get ready to make people some money. Yo, let's do it. Let's do it. Last week, Nothing but dubs, nothing but dubs. (laughs) If your outfit says anything, it's I'm here to A- not F around, and B, make some damn money. That's what I'm saying. Uh, last week, you did make money. Quick recap, three and two for Patty Boyle over there. Two and three for your boy. Another one bites the crust. That's what happens out here when you're making picks, and it's not easy. And again, Pat, another week comes by, another interesting slate, but this one's tough. I don't know if when you looked through this slate, you felt similarly. It's not. It's not feeling like great bets around the, around the board here. And granted, it never should feel too good. If it feels too good, it's probably bad, right? So maybe it'll be a good week on that regard, uh, but tough to really find the, the ones you love today. Yeah, bro, I'm still, like, as literally as of right now, I'm still going through because some of the numbers are changing. Again, with COVID, like, you got to just keep an eye on this stuff all the way till Sunday morning. But, you know, that's, that's the hard job we do. We try to get it locked down on Friday. So I'm still going through some stuff literally right now as we're speaking. Absolutely. And, and that's really a great point because it does work both ways. You could get something early and locking it in will be a benefit to you. If the line continues to move, you know, away from what you think is going to happen, you actually can win out on a couple of points in, in, in some regard, right? So if you get the Colts at, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the Colts were min- uh, plus three and a half early in the week. It's already at one and a half. You know, if you lock that in with the Colts, you should feel good about it. You beat Vegas by two points in theory, right? Um, but now, if you like the Ravens, now you benefited by waiting because you get them at minus one and a half instead of minus three and a half, et cetera, et cetera. We will continue. Uh, but that is always what happens. And now there's some games you just have to simply throw out the window. Right now, Lions, Vikings, on a couple places I look, there's not even a line up. The line was at minus two, then it was minus four. Now I'm seeing places uh, suspend the game because we don't know. Matt Stafford clearly moves the spread in that game. So it's crazy all over the place. Again, recap, Pat Boyle, three and two. Pete Kennedy, two and three. This is Subway Sports Talk. You know where to get it. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, And now on Instagram, some more clips like this that we did uh, just the other day with that Daniel Jones conversation. Pat, great job by you. Some good feedback from all of you on that, so appreciate it. But let's get into it. Enough rambling by me. Pat Boyle. Are you sticking with the two-team teaser uh, route this week? And if so, just a quick explanation in case people missed last week's episode, need a refresher on what the two-team teaser does for you. Yes, so it's it's not even a two-team teaser. It's just the same game teaser. Right, Six to two seven part. points. Yeah, two-part, same game teaser. So it's the same game every time. And on average, depending on what the lines are for the spreads, you're getting six to even sometimes seven and a half, but for the most part, six to seven points on the game spread and six to eight points on the over-under. So, for example, last week, one of the winners was the Giants. They were 12 and a half point underdogs, and the over-under, I believe, was 45 and a half. I got the Giants from 12 and a half to 18. So I got Giants plus 18, and I was able to bring the over down from 45 and a half all the way to 38. 
So Giants plus 18, over 38. They lost 25-23. Boom. Hits. So that's the route. And for the most part, you're going to get a plus 110 to minus 125, minus 130 odds. So it's basically as if you're right. taking a regular point spread. Exactly. Okay, you, good stuff. I just wanted to cover that again, just in case someone listening is like, I didn't really get what happened last time. You're talking to me about some different numbers that are on my app. What's going oh, on no here? No numbers. I don't know how to count. <laughs> you know, so no, it's good to explain. Some people, you know, not everyone's as blessed to be degenerates like you and I. You know what I mean? Not everyone exactly. has that luxury. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so hit us with your first pick today, Pat. All right, lock of the week. Um, lock of the week. Four losses in a row. I said it on the pod the other day. If Bill Belichick loses on Monday night to the Jets, he should straight up walk out of New England. You know, Nikhil Harry, no Julian Edelman, uh, maybe no Stephon Gilmore again. I don't care. It is the Jets pick and roll Adam Gase to death. They keep le- uh, spread investor on Twitter. I love that guy. Mm. Um, Alvarino. Yes. You know, expose Adam Gase. It's like the guy they leave on the court, on the basketball court. You have to attack him. You have to attack the Jets. You can get New England minus three, and I'm going under 49. I mean, let's be honest. These two offenses are pretty damn abysmal, but New England should just completely neutralize the Jets on offense. They're that bad. Again, go after the Jets until they prove that they can take your money. They haven't done that yet. Now, so New England minus three and under 49. Let me check you on, on your stuff here just because I'm seeing currently the Patriots are minus seven and a half. So if you're doing a six-point a six point tease, wouldn't that be down to one and a half? What's going on here? Yeah, for the most part, usually. But, you know, when you get a minus seven, you know, you, you tease that. You basically tease it down to the money line. And a lot of, a lot of books, they don't give you really any value if you're going to go minus one or minus one and a half. Okay. And I'm pretty sure I'm looking. New England money line is minus 350 minus 350 yeah. and new england minus one and a half is like minus 320 i think okay that makes Again, sense like okay. no value which is why you're not heading it, all the way it, down it wouldn't even it wouldn't even let me honestly okay. I, it, it gets to the point where if you go too much out of the zone you can't do the parlay right certain books so obviously have more restrictions than others uh right so if you have a if you have a book that doesn't uh penalize or doesn't uh withstand the the straight up information like if they just give you a two team six point tease and they don't change the odds based off of it being the Patriots money line minus 350 uh you know even better bet than right because then you could in theory get them at minus one and a half rather than minus three and a half which is a huge win yeah and honestly again I mean the Jets are so damn bad I even though the Patriots have been really bad trust me I know they've been bad I know how bad Cam Newton has been I know how banged up they are I it's still the Jets to me at the end of the day this is one where you can't overanalyze it New England minus three under 49 that's plus 102 odds I'm getting right now. So I will take that any day of the week. Oh, and the plus 102 is not bad there at all. Okay, very good. So my first pick, I'm just going to keep it here. And the reason I'm, I'm doing the teaser route on one of my picks, this is just one of my picks, obviously, right? I'm not going to do the tease for all of them. What I said about the spreads before, there are games in which I feel confident and comfortable about certain teams, but the numbers are a little scary, right? Like, yes, of course you feel great about the Steelers at minus 13 and a half. But it's scary to give up that many points. And the Chiefs, I really, really want, and I still might hold them out for my fifth pick to take them at minus 10. But I feel very, very confident that the Chiefs are rolling and are going to keep winning. And lastly, I have a team uh, that goes with this that goes not like the Steelers and the Chiefs, which is from a big spread down to close to money line. I'm going to go with the Oakland Raiders, where that game has now moved to a pick against the Chargers. And I'm going to go with a three-team 10-point teaser here. So I'm getting the Chiefs down to money line, 
down to a pick them, basically. I'm getting the Steelers down to minus four, and I'm getting the Raiders up to plus 10. And the reason I like this is because, just like I said, we feel really good about the Chiefs beating the Panthers. We feel really good about the Steelers winning against the Cowboys by a touchdown, right? Of course. The Raiders plus 10 is an awesome play for me, and in, in this regard, it's minus 120. I feel like I'm almost playing Raiders plus 10 for, for that whole uh, chunk of the pie, right? right? And the Chargers have not put teams away. They blow leads. They have went, won and lost close games so far this year, and the Raiders have been a lot more solid than a lot of us expect. So for my first pick, it's my only teaser of the week that I'm putting on uh, the Picks podcast, but it's Chiefs. Steelers, Raiders, Chiefs pick them, Steelers minus four, Raiders plus 10. I love that first pick for myself there, Patty. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one where you, you construct it and you're like, dude, how does this lose? Uh, right, and then, and then the Steelers win by three for some reason against yep. Ben DiNucci. How you doing? But I do like that pick, obviously. Uh, moving on to my next pick, uh, I'm going. I'm going to go after the Steelers as well. This should be absolute murder. I mean, this should be a bloodbath. I don't see any reason the Steelers take this Cowboys team lightly at all. You know, you can say it's sooner or later, the Cowboys are going to, you know, perform based off of motivation and that they're hanging on for dear life. They're just not that good. Ben DiNucci's not good at all. I don't, it was, it was painful to watch that game with them and the Eagles. We know how bad the offense is. You still got two linemen out. Ben DiNucci's your quarterback. Um, it's, it's tough to get Elliot and them to do a lot when the other team knows what the game plan is and they know how one dimensional they are. And again, the defense is historically bad. So with how good the Steelers have been, I don't even need to go into this too much further. They should win by double digits. I can get the spread down to Pittsburgh minus nine and the over 35 and a half. So even if the Cowboys only put up three points, I feel pretty confident the Steelers put up 30 plus. Pittsburgh minus nine over 35 and a half. That gets you minus 130 odds. That and that's a little more juice. So now with your first one, you're getting the juice back at plus one oh two or no juice at all if you look at it like that. Now you're giving up a little bit, but like you said, you gotta feel good about that. And yes, it's a perfect opportunity for a letdown game from the Steelers. You can't really bet with that mindset. You can't just go off a whim like, oh, I'm feeling like the Steelers are going to come out flat because they had a big win last week. No, you can, you, doing, can, you hate doing that. You can't, yeah, if you get, to, that's emotional. And if you get too emotional all the time, you're going to start making mistakes. It's a good, solid pick from my perspective. Especially, it, you know, the type of team they are. I, that's honestly, that could be true if you're talking about a Browns. Right. If you're talking about a Falcons. If you're talking about teams that historically do that, especially with the head coach, Tomlin never really lets that happen. They're especially prepared. not a game where... You know, again, they've been rolling. There's, He's not going to let them just – he's not going to say, all right, you know, we're going to show up and, you know, we're going to get the job done. No, they are going to try to crush them in the first 30 minutes of the game. Yeah, and maybe they'll have a night like – or a day like the Packers had a night on Thursday where at the end of the, you know, third quarter, early fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers out there just having fun. They're like, oh, Devontae, we're going to try that one round with him. We're practicing. I'm going to throw it over. Just going crazy, just doing – Silly it stuff is. that just kept working, and the Steelers can obviously have that same. Uh, and same I say, run. I say, Green Bay better destroy San Francisco. They did, did exactly that. And I my guy, my guy, Jamichael Hasty, bro, did not, uh, did not do it for my fantasy teams. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. Thankfully, at least I was playing him in one of my other leagues. All right, on to my next pick. This one is really just about the points. It's about how many points that I'm getting when I'm betting on this underdog, and that's the Denver Broncos. It's currently at four and a half. I actually locked it in like a day or two ago. Late night, I was looking it up 
doing some research and whatnot, I was like, damn, four and a half for the team that blows it all the time in the Falcons. Give me the Broncos. Drew Locke showed some life last week. He's back, hopefully healthier. Obviously, he was he was banged up for a bit there. Four and a half is just too much for a team like the Falcons that, though they can be poised to go on a run based off how they played the past couple weeks, beating the Panthers on Thursday Night Football just over a week ago now, doesn't matter. Four and a half is enough for me to feel pretty good about the Denver Broncos. Even if the Falcon wins, uh, Falcons win, they keep it close. Maybe even garbage time. Who knows? Falcons blow it. Maybe even better. Throw a smidge on the money line if you're feeling frisky. Nonetheless, Broncos plus four and a half, my second pick. I like it. I like that one as well. Um, I'm going to stay away from it just because Atlanta, you never know what you're going to get. Calvin um, Ridley out. That means Julio's going to get a, a, a buck 50 probably again. Yep. Okay, so I am going to go with Big Blue. Again, I sound like the biggest Giants fanboy in the world, but uh, Giants are underdogs to Washington. How? I'm not sure, because Kyle Allen is your quarterback, and Washington has been next to lifeless on offense. That being said, we know how elite the pass rush is. We know how good Chase Young and that front seven is, and we know the problems Daniel Jones and this offensive line has had. So it's going to be, can they protect Jones? Can he take care of the ball? Again, you're betting on how many times is Daniel Jones going to turn the ball over? Can they protect him enough so he can get the ball out quickly? They did it pretty well against Tampa Bay. I mean, you're looking at a similar defense, Tampa Bay, Shaq Barrett, Pierre Paul. Offensive line held up pretty well. So now they're going up against a a front seven that's just as good, um, you know, maybe even slightly better. But I think they can hold up again um, to the point where, I don't think the Giants, even if they do lose this game, it's not going to be by much because, again, Washington is that bad. So I'm looking at Giants plus seven and a half. And, um, you know, as, as bad as these offenses can be, I think even with field position could play a part. I think over 36 is not too much to ask for, a 20 to 17 game. Uh, so give me Giants plus seven and a half over 36. That's dead on plus 100 even odds. Oh, love that on the even odds front as well. I think what makes it difficult is that over under. So you said it's at 36 last game. What was it? 20 to 19. Was that the final score? Yeah. So like you said, you don't need much to get over that 36. 2019 gets you there by a field goal. uh, And there's a very good chance that there's a 24, 21 type game. So I love, I love that pick. I'm, I'm, I was, I was this close to picking the giants straight up as one of my bets this week. And it's something that I'm not going to make one of my picks right now, but on Sunday, if I'm feeling frisky, you know, there's a good chance that, that I do touch that because the Giants have been playing better competition than the Redskins to a level where they have chances to win these games, let alone cover. And, and even though, you know, division rival, you think they are probably more often than not splitting the head-to-head series if they're two bad teams, right? But uh, this is an opportunity for me where I think the Giants can actually just win this outright. Um, moving on to my next pick, though. I, uh, I picked them last week, and they let me down a little bit. Uh, but that was mostly because of some turnovers, some game script stuff, and a really tough division rival against a really good team. This week, we have a road favorite, but if it keeps moving, there's a chance we can get a road underdog. And I mentioned this game in the open. It's Ravens-Colts. Now, the the money spread is actually on the Colts, so there's more uh, cash per tickets on the Colts, which is something that I normally would not want to go away from. That being said, this line opening up at four is now down to minus one in some places. If you're, if you're like me, you might just want to say uh, minus one at minus 110 or money line at minus 120. I'll just take the money line. So either way, how you like that, 
I, I really do just like the Ravens this week. I, I think they have to now bounce back. There's a lot of questions to be answered. There's a lot of chirping going on, I'm sure, in their ears, in their uh, press conferences, and their beat writers and whatnot. It's time for them to show up. Uh, a road favorite. I used that with the Colts last week. Remember last week I said Colts are a road favorite. Um, th- that's a huge percentage win right now for some reason. It's a weird trend that's happening. And I'm going to stick with it. I'll take those points that I got uh, as the line moved. Who knows where it goes? I say if it goes to money line, you're not going to be disappointed in the Ravens. Hopefully they don't they don't turn the ball over again. And I see a good chance to come away a winner. Yep. And uh, I will. Uh, I'm probably going to go with Baltimore on my last pick. But something that I love again, another big underdog, the Carolina Panthers. Everybody's obviously rightfully high on the Chiefs especially with that way they've turned it around since the loss against Vegas. But again, that's something that you can't forget. That defense was exposed big time against Vegas with the weapons they have. They bounced back since they beat Buffalo in a rainy game in Buffalo. They destroyed Denver in some questionable conditions in the snow. They beat the Jets. Obviously, don't need to say anything more about that. It's in Arrowhead. Uh, pretty sure weather is going to be pretty, pretty fair. 74 degrees is supposed to be a beautiful weekend. But Carolina has... Maybe the most electric weapon in the NFL back this weekend. Christian McCaffrey expected to play. He's been practicing for over a week. So you can basically expect him to be at or near 100%. And even then, Mike Davis has done a good job filling in. Carolina's coming off three tough losses in a row. A tough one to Atlanta, the heartbreaking close loss to New Orleans, and a, and a one-scored loss to Chicago. Um, outside of that, man, again, this is another team that you kind of compare to the Giants, in my opinion. Every loss they've had, they've been in it. And they beat Arizona. They beat Atlanta. Remember, they started the season 2-0 before they went. Uh, they got some hiccups. But, again, I love the job Matt Rule has done. I'm very up on this Panthers team as a, as a, you know, a potential dark horse for next year to maybe turn a lot of heads. Uh, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, plenty of weapons for Teddy Bridgewater to throw to. And he's been – we talk about Joe Burrows as Joey Covers – Teddy Bridgewater has covered as an underdog, what was it, like 21 out of 24 times in his career, that number we saw a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He's been tremendous as an underdog. And, again, they can even lose by two-plus scores, and you can still win this. I get the Panthers at plus 16.5 and, and the over at 44.5. Mm. So you're looking at a potential, I mean, let's say here, a Chiefs 31-17 to 17 win, and it's an easy hit. Even 31-15, you know, right. to be right on the cover. 31-15 gets you the win, gets you the cover. Panthers you know, plus 16.5, over 44.5, plus 106 odds. And I think it'll be closer than that. I think Carolina gives Kansas City a hell of a fight on Sunday. Now, you know what? I'm not going to lie, Pat, and uh, we'll see as time tells the truth here. This one scares me because the Panthers' defense is a team uh, that has been giving up a lot of big plays, and they give up a lot of uh, room in the pass game. What do the Chiefs do best? I mean, Tyreek Hill apparently is one, what is it, 40-yard touchdown away from breaking a record for how many 40-yard touchdowns or or something like, something along the lines of bomb record Tyreek Hill. It keeps happening. And this is another example where that can happen. And this game can be 21-0 quick. That being said, that really leaves opportunities for backdoor covers. Teddy Bridgewater and this Panthers team compete even if they're outclassed from time to time, they compete, and who knows what happens in that Falcons game last week if uh, Teddy doesn't go out with the injury. 
All right, on to my next yeah, pick. Wait, and, oh, and real quick, Pete, just to offer one more thing. Yeah, Carolina has had a tendency to give up big plays, but even then, they're outgaining their opponents on average this year. They're only giving up about 238 yards in the air per average. I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I believe that's top 10 in the NFL. Mm. And granted, Kansas City's passing attack is different from everybody else's. It's different. But also something encouraging about Carolina, even though they don't have the most talented defense, uh, that is now six games in a row I'm looking at that they haven't given up more than 30 points. So the defense plays pretty well, even though they are outmatched uh, in a right. lot of games. So even then, I think they can contain Kansas City's offense um, like a lot of teams haven't been able to do this year. I, yeah, it's it's very possible. And granted, maybe it is uh, more of like the, the, the one-shot items where it seems like the Panthers are getting you know smoked in, in the defensive backfield, but overall they're pretty solid. So yeah, we'll see how that grows there. We'll see how that happens and if the line moves at all. Um, my next pick, I, I'm going back to the well, Pat. If I do this next week again, if I pick the same team again next week, can you like send somebody to my apartment and make sure I'm okay? I'm taking the Bears again, Pat. Oh, I hate God. I hate it. I hate betting on the Bears. I said it in the re, <laughs> in the re, uh, the recap of our picks last week. I said it during our picks last week. I hated it every moment I watched them play the Saints last week. That being said, they should have covered uh, in theory, they went to overtime, right? So when the game first almost ended, everyone knows tied, went to overtime. Yeah. Like they were in range. And, and then stylistically, this is a good matchup for them. And this is a good matchup. And the Titans have this tendency to, to get out slow and have to come back. And I could see it again where it's like, oh crap, the Titans are down 14. Nick Foles looks great. And then Nick Foles looks terrible in the second half. The defense hangs around. They lose by three. And you get another cover out of the Bears, who are the best, worst team in the league right now. Their defense competes like crazy. Their offense is not very good, but can put a couple points on the board as we've seen. So, Hey, plus six and a half is a big spread. Why should I be so trustworthy of the Titans right now? Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to ride the bears as an underdog. And that last point there, the bears have 28% of tickets on them. 40% of cash. That's a 12% swing. That means the sharp money's on the bears. There's gotta be a reason this is happening every week where they're underdogs and there happens to be a little more money on them. I'm just going to ride it, Pat, and if it comes back to bite me, it does. I know I'm going to hate watch the game on Sunday, but here we are, and hopefully Nick Foles and the Bears cover one for me again. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, at this point, you, you just need the offense to have some kind of life. Just do because something, you know and then the defense keeps it within range, and then exactly. you're in. You you're know in. how good the defense is. You need just the offense to just show up in some regard. Uh, my last pick, uh, I think I, uh, I am on the same thinking as you in terms of when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think they're that good. I really don't. I think it's a team that needs to be healthy. Marlon Mack going down hurt them in the air. Um, some of the receivers they've lost have hurt them. T.Y. Hilton, doubtful for Sunday. Paris Campbell on the IR still. I, this is a team, if you're asking Phillip Rivers to do more than he can, you're in big trouble. And I don't think Indianapolis is that good to begin with. Granted, they've got probably the best offensive line in the NFL. They've got a top five defense. Yes. But when you're asking the other parts of that team to do more than they can, they get into trouble. We've seen it this year. We've seen Indianapolis. What was it? When did they? Um, I don't have it get in front of me. You picked against them last week, didn't you? I picked the Colts last week and they crushed it. Oh, you picked the Colts last week and they crushed it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they but, can't run the ball somehow. I don't know what's up with that. They have a great uh, yeah, O-line. No, they don't run the ball well. Marlon Mack, we saw just how big of a weapon he is. Yeah. 
We saw them, oh, is it the Cleveland game where they got beat pretty handily? Mm. That was a week where I thought the Browns were going to do exactly what they did. And, you know, luckily they showed up that day. But again, they were down three scores to Cincinnati two weeks ago. That was the game I was talking about. They've beaten nobody this, impressive, really. Yeah, I'm, I was looking at the score. I was like, wait a minute. I thought, and I was like, yeah, they were getting crushed in that game. It was 21 nothing or 21 3 in the second quarter. They woke up, they found it. Um, and then I, I'm not really taking a 20 point win against Detroit uh, with, 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 I'm basically taking it with a grain of salt. I just have not been wowed really by Indianapolis. I don't think Phillip Rivers is that good. And again, when his receiving core is banged up, especially if T.Y. Hilton does not play, you're going to ask him to do a whole lot more than he really T- can. T.Y. hasn't um, even been good this year, but I still feel you. His gravity exists. Like, no, it's still yeah, someone you're paying yeah. attention to. I mean, yeah, you're looking at a receiving core potentially for Indianapolis of Zach Pascal. Uh, Michael Pittman and Desmond Patman. Pittman and got- P- stop. They got a Pittman and a Patman. They got a Pittman and a Patman. Oh my gosh! Obviously, Paris <laughs> Campbell, IR, T.Y. Hilton, doubtful. Marcus Johnson, questionable. Um, oh, that then, makes me know, feel even better about my pick, Pat. Wait, I have an I have an update before you explain your numbers on Ravens Colts. I said right. when I picked the Ravens at minus one or money line, depending on how much juice you want to lay, because it won't be that different. Um, I said that there's more cash on the Colts. That is still true, but based off my memory, it has gone down. It was about a 10% more money uh, or cash spread, if you will, on the Colts, and now it's down to like a 5%. So my guess, and this is just my guess, I don't know. I look at pregame.com like any other schmo could, but this is my guess that now that the line has moved from minus 4 to minus 1, there has to be money coming back in on the Ravens, right? Minus four is aggressive. I get it. It could be a three-point game easily. But to get the Ravens at a near money line number, minus one, it makes me feel even better about this, knowing that uh, the cash spread difference has now come a little closer. Yep. And again, the big thing with this, again, as we've seen every week, is COVID. And it's affected Baltimore's, uh, really some of their best defensive players. Patrick Queen, LJ Fort, Malik Harris, and Tyus Bowser. Uh, all were high-risk close contacts to Marlon Humphrey. They're all, as of now, on the COVID list, but there's a chance that all of them can play. Will all of them play? Uh, you roll the dice? Probably not. But I have a good feeling you're going to get at least two or three of those guys to play. I'm pretty confident we've seen it this year with Vegas, and they had to put all their linemen on the, on the COVID list. Only Trent Brown was the only one who didn't play. I'm pretty confident Baltimore's going to get a couple of these guys to suit up on Sunday. And we know how good the defense is to begin with. As long as all five are not out, I'm going after this game. Um, again, you know, we talk about teams bouncing back after a loss. I think this is a spot for Baltimore where that is very much in play. Um, you know, and, and outside of that and outside of the loss to the Chiefs, they've been as every good as we've thought they have. And you're saying, Pat, you were ripping Lamar Jackson on the pod the other day. You know, how can you do that? He's going up against a great defense. Yeah, well, again, this team's not one-dimensional. They've got a good running game, regardless of whether Mark Ingram plays. I mean, we see – uh, how good the, the running game still can be behind the offensive line with Gus Bus, J.K. Dobbins. That's one of the best uh, and most deep running teams in the NFL. And again, we've seen how dominant the defense, the defense can be this year, shutting down Cincinnati, shutting down Cleveland week one, shutting down Houston, shutting down Washington. Not a tall task, but uh, yes. you know. And, uh, let, me just, let me just say this too. The, Col- the Colts – and their, you know, great defense that we're thinking about, or the, I did air quotes there, uh, this awesome defense or this very good defense, whatever you want to say, really not impressive resume up until this point. They lost to the Jaguars week one. 
beat the Vikings when the Vikings didn't even know what the hell was going on. They only had 11 points. They held the Jets to 7, the Bears to 11, and then they got smoked by the Browns, gave up 27 to the Bengals, and the Lions, obviously, they routed last week. But why are, why are we feeling good? Why are we feeling that good about the Colts? Now, I'm, no, I mean, I don't want to bite my own hand because I did bet on them last week and it came through great. I just think there's too much value on the Ravens here. I'm so with you. What, what, what's your yeah, spread on the numbers there? There, there is. And, and again, you know, we've been, I've been kind of slogging through this pick. I gave it last. It's obviously my fifth most confident out of the bunch, but it's one where, you know, I'm kind of just going off of feel here. I just feel that the Ravens are going to win this game. You and I both feel that. We both feel Phillip Rivers is not a good quarterback. I think he could turn into two to three interception performance on Sunday. So, again, you don't even need the Ravens to win the game. Baltimore plus five and a half and over 41. I think you're helped out that they're playing it in Indianapolis. You've got the Dome Stadium. You know, they'll have the roof on and Lucas Oil Stadium. Conditions will be good. It'll be good enough for enough points. Baltimore plus five and a half, over 41. That gets you minus 106 odds. So Baltimore can lose this game 24-20, you know, 24-19. You know, if you really want to be technical, 24-19, you still hit. Right. I love it. I'm with you, obviously. I'm on the Ravens straight, so I'm obviously with your teaser there, too. I might have to just jump on, get on board, get on board with all the picks. Maybe I'll just start betting all 10 of our picks every week blindly just to, to show that, me and you, our energies are with this pot, and we ain't flapping. These are our picks for real, pretty much. I put you in. Would've, you would have you would have broke even last week, but dude, I'm feeling really, Ooh. really strong about this week. Obviously, I got the cardigan and the chain. <laughs> the juice, the juices are flowing, man. I got one more pick, but before I get there, and I know Pat, you got to run in a second, but I'll be quick. I promise. There are a number of games where the money spreads like blowing my mind. Uh, for example, the Jaguars have more money on them. Uh, per ticket than the Texans. Don't know why. The Jaguars are starting a quarterback we've never seen. Maybe that is why. Maybe the Texans are that bad. I don't know. Um, also, we have the same situation going on in Miami with the Cardinals. I know we're all hyped up on Miami. Their defense has looked incredible. There's a lot of money coming in on the Dolphins. I, I'm not feeling that confident. The only way I'm betting that game is when I either am up at 4 o'clock for that game to start, and I'm saying, eh, frickin' I'm up. Or I'm way down, and I'll say, eh, hell Mary, who cares? I'm already down. I don't know, but I'm not I'm not making it one of my best bets. I just can't get behind it. There's a lot of stuff that just feels kind of weird uh, to me when that when that starts coming around. Um, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go with a simple pick here. And sometimes it really just comes down to you got to bet the guys. And this was exactly not my thought process last week but I'm not just betting the guy here of Russell Wilson. I'm also betting against the Bills who look like their stuff is falling apart a little bit. So it's twofold. Granted, last week I said the Seahawks only play crazy games. Uh, They're all close. The Niners are going to keep it close. That Niners team got even more decimated with injury somehow, and the Seahawks routed. The Bills just snuck past the Patriots last week. Why are we feeling good about the Bills? Don't think we really can. Their defense is not what we thought it was. Their offense has really, really sputtered. Seahawks defense is getting healthier. This line has moved from one and a half to minus three in the Seahawks' favor. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to ride it. That, that line moved up. I'm sticking with the pick. I'm sticking with the confidence in Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. They need this game because the Cardinals are on their ass. That division's really good, even with the 49ers being all banged up. And I think Russell Wilson, sneakily, LeBron, Michael Jordan style, grudge holding her Josh Allen's name in the MVP race this year and said, nah, I already told you this is my MVP year. 
<laughs> I told you guys before the season that I'm winning the MVP because I never even got a damn vote and y'all been messing up. Now we're going to put the Josh Allen thing to bed and I will be a minus 500 MVP favorite by next week. So I'm, I'm just riding Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, but I'm also just fading the Bills because I'm not impressed. Boom. That's it. That's all we got. Any, any last words? I, I, I know you got to go. So Subway Sports Talk, Pete and Pat Picks Podcast, really getting that one-liner out. You are nailing that. Freaking. Pete and Pat Picks Podcast. You got it, too. We're out here, bro. We're out here. We talk. That's what we do. Well, we're lyricists. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> Great stuff, Pat. Uh, we, I'll recap uh, if uh, our picks now. I have them all written down here. If you want to bounce out, let me know. Uh, but just to recap here, or do you, are you going? Are you out? Are you in? You got to leave, right? Go ahead. And finish the show, man. Let's do it. All right. I don't want you recap to be them. late to what you got to do here. You know what I'm saying? All right. So I'll Dude. go through mine first. And we got, first off, we got the three-team 10-point teaser, including the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Raiders. That's my best bet of the week. I already locked it in. Uh, then we got the Broncos, plus four and a half at the Falcons. I got the uh, the Chicago Bears, plus six and a half at the Tennessee Titans. I got the Ravens, minus one at the Colts. A lot of road teams, but that's okay. I still like it. And we got the Seahawks on the road, minus three at the Bills. And, Pat, do you want to recap your picks? If not, I have them written down. Yep. So, again, now keep, keep uh, pay attention to any lines that are moving. But as of Friday... You can lock in New England minus three and under 49. That's plus 102 odds. Pittsburgh minus nine and over 35 and a half with the Cowboys game. That's minus 132. Giants plus seven and a half and over 36. That gives you dead even odds against Washington. Carolina plus 16 and a half and over 44 and a half at Kansas City. That's plus 106. And Baltimore plus five and a half. And over 41, minus 106 odds. Feels like winners, Pat Boyle. I'm, I'm into it this week. It feels really good. We'll be back next week. Again, football recap, NBA draft stuff. And then every Friday from now to on to whenever the season ends, me and Pat Boyle here doing picks for you guys, hopefully cashing them tickets. Pete, I'm going to see this. You see this gold chain. Um, we go, we have a great... We have a great week. I'm going to come back with a fucking another gold chain. <laughs> I'm going to use the winnings. I'm going to get another chain. I'm going to be chained up. Every every winning week, you get a new chain. Yep. That, I'm going to look like NBA young boys soon. I'm going to have like 19 <laughs> of them hanging from my neck. Flava Flav by week 16. I got to get, get the clock. <laughs> I love it. Pat Boyle, thanks as always. Subway Sports Talk, Pete and Pat Picks Podcast. That's what it is. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Sundays, everybody. See you next week.